Hey there, CEOs. Rach here with another live episode of the Uncomplicate Your Business Show. This week, I have been jumping on live to walk you through some of my best strategies to be thinking about as we're moving into those summer months. You know, I hear from a lot of people that summer is a time of year. It's a season in our business where Often our clients are gone, they're on vacation, their kids are home from school, they're out of their routine, and we start to get this feeling like, well, no one is really paying attention right now, so maybe I should just you know, press pause on business, hang out for the whole season, and then pick up again in the fall. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is not the best approach for anyone who is serious about their business, and especially if you are like me. I am the sole breadwinner for my family. This is our income that we live off of. There is no other um, paycheck coming in the door. So for us, I really have to make sure that we have that steady, consistent income. And even if we aren't making a ton of sales during the summer months, I can directly tie the activities that I'm doing, especially the marketing activities I'm doing in the summer months to the results that I get when things start to pick back up again in August, September, October, et cetera, et cetera. So for today's show, I wanted to pop on and share how to find that time this summer. So just a recap of this series. We started off on Tuesday talking about why you need to do a mid-year review. If you did not grab the mid-year review workbook, by the way, um, you can still grab that. If you're on Facebook, you should be able to type in download in the Facebook comments. It will be sent to you via messenger. If you are on Instagram, um, leave me the comment download and I will follow up post live and send this to your DM. Um, and if you are listening on the podcast, because yes, my husband, who is my podcast producer, has been tag teaming with me. And literally the minute that I wrap up, he's downloading it and uploading it to the podcast. If you're on the podcast, you're listening on the podcast Go to the show notes and you will get the um, opt-in for the mid-year review. But that was the first thing we covered was the mid-year review. It's so, so important. We're going to talk about that a tiny bit today. The second thing we talked about um, in yesterday's show are the things you can be doing this summer that will set you up for success in the fall. So we talked about why this is a great time of year to go ahead and upgrade your systems and refine your tools and get your processes in order. We talked about this is a great time to upgrade your brand or take a look at your offerings. It's a great time for projects. Um, and these are all things that we covered in yesterday's live. So again, go check it out on Facebook or you can find it in the podcast or on my website, all the places. So today I want to talk about how to find that time. And really it's not about finding the time. This is something that makes me a little bit crazy when people say, I don't know how to find the time to do the next thing for my business. Or they come to me and they say, Rach, I really want to write a book, but I don't know how to find that time. Or they say, I really want to create that next level program, but I don't know how to find the time. I'm here to tell you, like, there is no finding the time. You have to make the time. You have to plug it into your calendar if these things are going to happen. The time is not just going to magically appear. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, 168 hours a week, and you can make the time. You can make the time. And that's what I'm going to share with you today, especially because during the summer, sometimes the things that might work for you during the regular course of the year just kind of get thrown off course during the summer months. So here's, um, I've got five things for you to help you find time this summer, to help you find time this summer. The first thing is to get clear on your big picture goals for the summer. 
Now, this is where, of course, the mid-year review comes in. If you haven't done the mid-year review, again, type download. I will get it to you in your instant messages. If you're on the podcast, go to the show notes. Um, this is so powerful because often we get to this point of the year and we're not clear on what our goals are anymore. Like the goals set six months ago, we're not connected to those. We don't understand or we're not actually like looking at them every single day. We're not thinking about them. They're not in front of us. So I really encourage you to sit down, do your mid-year review and get clear on what like your top three goals are during this season. Why limit it to three? I tend to limit things to just three goals because otherwise we have a habit of putting way too much on our plate. And when I'm talking about a goal right now, what I want you to be thinking about um, is something you want to create, something you want to do, something that's 100% in your control. So often when we're setting goals for ourselves and for our business, we're saying like, I want to hit this revenue number. So maybe you're saying like, I want to make $15,000 over the summer. That's my goal for the summer. Well, awesome. That's great. You can track towards that. But what's even more powerful if is if you flip that around and say, what am I committing to this summer that will help me make $15,000? So maybe instead of the goal being, I'm going to make $15,000 this summer, which would be like $5,000 a month, maybe your goal becomes, I'm going to create a signature offer that is $2,500 for people to work with me, and I'm going to sell two every single month. And that becomes your focus, your core goal um, for the summer, right? So that is something that's more in your control. You can create that offer. What else could be more in your control? Well, this is this one of the things that I'm working on, um, and I get asked all the time, how did you find time to write the books that you've written? Um, this summer of 2015, I wrote this book in a month, in one month. The summer of 2016, I wrote this book in one month. Um, so it's been a couple years, but I've got a new book that I'm working on. Um, I'll be announcing the title soon because it's also going to impact the name of the show. But that's my goal this summer is to write a book. So I'm very clear. One of my top three goals for the summer is writing this book that I have in mind. So I have to have that clear priority because if you don't have the clear priorities, you don't know what you're making time for. And if you don't know what you're making time for, you don't know how much time you need. You don't know what kind of environment you need to be in. You just, you're kind of hoping you're going to be able to squeeze it in. And as somebody who has created books within a month, or created an entire, you know, training program within a few weeks, you need to know what you're thinking of creating because the environment is really, really important in that case. So I always say, boil it down to your top three. And I'd love to hear from you. What are your top three goals for this summer? What are you trying to create this summer? And focus on instead of like a goal that you don't have 100% control over, um, like revenue goals are great, but let's, let's get ahead of that a little bit. Like, what is the thing you're, you're focused on that you need to make space for? Commit to something. Commit to an activity. It could be, I'm going to um, batch all of my content so that I'm a month ahead for my blog or my podcast or my newsletter, whatever that is. It could be, I'm, my goal is to ramp up my visibility. So I'm going to pitch myself for interviews and for speaking opportunities and say, how many interviews, how many speaking opportunities do you want to land? Cause that's in your control. I'm going to, um, ask every single client for referrals you know, I'm going to go back and ask X number of clients for referrals. My goal is to get 10 referrals. So I'm going to ask 
30 people to send me referrals. So think about what are those goals that are helping you move forward over the summer months so that you can figure out like each of those goals are going to be slightly different, right? If you have a goal of creating all of your content, so this is something also that I'm working on, like batching your content, getting ahead on your content. It's a different timeline to do that. There's a different amount of time involved than sitting down and writing a book, right? So you have to be very clear on what you're focused on and about how much time and energy that's going to take for you. And part of this too is getting really clear about, um, you know, the time you have available. We're going to pick that up in a minute. So first thing to find time over the summer months, top three, what are your goals? If you don't know, if you need to check in, grab the mid-year review download, um, just type in download. It will come to you via instant messenger. If you are watching via Facebook or Instagram, if you're on the podcast, you will have to go to the show notes link and get it. Okay. Second thing to help you find time for these, these goals that you've just set for the summer. I like to set summer hours. And this is something that I learned, um, honestly from my dad and my dad has been an entrepreneur and a business owner for, I mean, his entire life, but you know, 40 years, 50 years. And one of the things he's always done in his office is he set summer hours. And this has been something great for his um, employees. Like they really love it. It's a great thing for them, but it's also gives everybody else in the community permission to just know like it's summer. We're relaxed a little bit. Um, and he gets that time back where he's not dealing with clients. So his summer hours usually look like, um, they would take Friday afternoons off. So normal office hours, Monday through Thursday, Friday, you get to one o'clock, the afternoon is off. And for him, that was great because usually in his office, the afternoons were pretty busy. People were walking in. He's an insurance and, um, finance and those kind of services, but he, you know, people are always in, people always want something, but for him, that suddenly gave him a lot of time back for, for him to either go off and enjoy his Fridays or for him to catch up on things or work on something new, um, do something else for his business. So I've kind of adopted that. And over the years, my office hours have, have changed as my life has changed, as my family situation has changed. But I'm always thinking like, what are our summer hours? So things I've experimented with are, um, all sorts of things. I've experimented with taking one whole day off, um, each week. So instead of working five days a week, I work four days a week. Now, last summer, I ran an experiment, which really worked for me and my family, where, um, I took Wednesdays off. And that was great because we love, and we live close to a lot of great places. We love taking these little day trips. So we could say, Hey, um, mom's going to take Wednesday off and we're going to take a day trip from Richmond, Virginia to Washington, DC. It's like a two hour drive, but it's a great day trip. And because it's in the middle of the week, usually like the museums are a little less crowded. We can enjoy that time off. Um, so I had a whole experiment of taking Wednesdays off and that was great. I will probably do that again this year because everywhere I like to go, like the beach or a museum or whatever with the family, I don't like going when it's crowded. Um, we have seasons passes this year again to Bush gardens and water country in Williamsburg, which is just like an, uh, an hour from us. And I hate going on the weekends in the summer because it's so crowded. So I try to go like Wednesdays are perfect for doing those family activities and avoiding all the crowds. So explore summer hours. I think that's really, really powerful. 
If you haven't ever heard me talk about a model calendar, this is where you actually need to plug those summer hours in. So if you're going to take summer hours, what I really recommend you do is today sit down and figure out like, okay, what are my working hours of the week? And you have to decide, right? Like what are the hours I'm working from? Now, typically for me, my working hours run from about 10 in the morning until about two in the afternoon, because that's when my kids are at school. Um, so my kids are at school and that kind of dictates automatically my working hours, but during the summer, they're not at school. So I have to get creative here. I actually shift my working hours quite a bit because I find that I have a really hard time in the afternoons when the kids are home. I start to like have some brain fog and fatigue just from all the activity. So I'll actually shift my working hours and I will start earlier. I might even sit down and start working at like eight o'clock in the morning with my cup of coffee and I'll just power through a bunch of stuff until about 11 o'clock and then I'm done for the day. Um, so experiment with your working hours and trying to figure out what working hours really make the most sense for you and your business during the summer. If you have small children, maybe they're still going to be while you have childcare or while you have help with them. Um, I was never, and I am not the type of mom who can work efficiently in my business with my kids around. It's just a huge distraction for me. And I'd rather be a hundred percent present and more efficient in my business, um, and then be able to be 100% present with them and not like constantly checking on things. So I tend to be a morning person. My hours will reflect that. I will shift my office hours to be more morning driven. You will see me a lot um, more in my comfy, you know, <laughs> I'm in my maxi dress right now, totally comfortable in my flip flops because this is what summer looks like for me. And I'd rather be done by 11 or 12 so that I can go to the pool with the kids and go, go hang out with the family. So really encourage you to take some summer hours. Look at if you can shift your hours, look at if you can take a day off so that you can enjoy some of that family time. Um, and the final thing I'll say about making your calendar work for you this summer is especially for those of you who are juggling running your business with family. I hear this for so many parents and we're going through this too. I had everybody um, recently at an event I attended, they're like, so what are your kids doing this summer? And all the, you know, everybody's like, well, my kids are going to this camp. My kids are going to this camp. Summer camps are expensive and I've got three children. So we actually limit like how many camps we send them to. But what we do um, instead of like shuttling kids to all these different camps is we reach out and ask for help. So my husband and I will alternate working hours. I'm a morning person. He's a night owl. So that means he takes the kids in the morning and I take the kids in the evening. If he has stuff to do because he's just launched his own business doing podcast production, by the way, if you want to create a podcast, reach out to him, jamesoncook.com. little shameless plug there for my hubby. Um, but he is totally happy working in the late afternoons. He he will stay up all night working on stuff for me, um, but I can't do that. So we flip hours there. We hire a babysitter. This is a time where in our neighborhood, we have a Facebook group for the neighborhood and everybody's kids are like home from college or they're just graduating high school. And so we will find babysitters from our local neighborhood um, community and and work that out. Um, we even have a friend, we have two friends now in our neighborhood whose parents have moved into the neighborhood which is awesome because we just adopted some grandmas and those grandmas love our kids and they are totally happy to watch our kids for a couple hours if we need a break. So those are the types of things I'm doing to, to make those summer hours work. I'm working in the time that I work best, that I'm the most efficient, which for me is in the morning. I'm deciding if I'm going to take a day off 
Um, and I'm asking for help to cover childcare there. And I have a lot more ideas around childcare. I don't want to make this whole episode about childcare, but I did write a huge, like an epic blog post about how to find childcare, rachelcook.com slash childcare. If that is you, you're in that bucket, you need some creative ideas, go check that one out. Okay. The third thing we talked about, you need your top three. You need to create your summer schedule, your summer hours. Um, the next thing I'm going to encourage you to do is to have your CEO date. You might have heard me say this before. If you're following me on Instagram, like I post about my CEO date probably at least every other Monday. This is a time in my calendar. It is Monday mornings at 10 o'clock from about 10 to 12 for me. This is a dedicated appointment I have with the CEO of my business. That's me. So I need to have an appointment with myself as the CEO to check in on my business. Now, what am I doing in that CEO date? I'm checking in on my 90-day plan. I'm figuring out, are we on track? Are we off track? Are we behind or ahead of our deadlines? I look at what are my biggest priorities this week? What do I need to get done this week? I look at my calendar and make sure I've blocked in time to get those things done. So for example, I have a big interview coming up for a um, summit with my friend, Dr. Tiffany Jana for um, what she's working on. And I realized, you know what? I need to block off a whole day to prepare for that interview. So I've already blocked off a day in my calendar, like a solid four or five hours for me to get prepped for that presentation, for that talk. And this is something that I do during my CEO dates. I'm looking at my calendar. I'm looking at everything I've got going on. I'm looking at all the tasks I'm responsible for. And I'm asking myself, when am I going to get them done? And I'm plugging them in my calendar. Is there someone I can outsource this to on my team? Or do I need to ask for help somewhere? Um, Or is there something I can just take off the list? Because often we tend to go into planning and we put things on the to-do list that we think are a great idea, but really they're not essential. So every week I'm asking myself, is this absolutely essential or is this a nice to have? And I try to set up my weeks so that I'm focused on what's most essential first. And the nice to haves, if I have time, then I will get to them, right? But I have to make sure I'm very clear on what's most essential, what's most important. So those CEO dates are important. And I will continue having them Monday mornings because that's the best time for me. So the next thing we talked about, getting clear in your goals, your top three for the summer. What are your summer hours and managing that calendar, using your CEO dates. The next thing I'm going to say is, Number four, say no. Say no a lot. This is so hard for us. I think um, especially women of my generation, we're told like we need to say yes to everything. Like everything could be an opportunity. So you need to say yes. You need to say yes. You need to say yes. But really what I want you to understand is once you have those priorities in place, you have to know that each time you're saying yes to something that is not those priorities, then you're saying no to those priorities. So if my priority is working on the next book, right? Like I said, my priority is working on the next book. And I know my writing hours, which I've blocked into my summer schedule, are going to be in the morning, probably, you know, early in the morning before my kids are up, I hope. Um, I can't say yes to other things then. I can't go to anything else. Um, Anytime somebody reaches out and asks me, hey, can you be here at nine o'clock in the morning? I have to be like, no, I'm writing. I can be there in the afternoon. Do you want to do something then? But I can't do anything earlier than that. I'll have to say no to taking my kids to summer camp. That's okay. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on a second. Um, but I, it's okay to say no to taking my kids to summer camp every morning. Like someone else can do that job. 
Someone else can do that job. So every time that you're saying yes to someone else's request, you're saying no to yourself. Um, and I think this is really important. And this is one of the reasons why I find managing the calendar is so, so helpful for me because my instinct when someone reaches out and says, Hey, it's been a while. I would love to catch up with you or, Hey, it's been a while. I'd love to have lunch with you or, Hey, I would, um, I would love to chat with you about X, Y, Z, or are you available to speak on this? Are you available to do this or that? I can look at my calendar and very clearly tell them this is not a time that I have available and I can make that work for me better. So I hope that makes sense. Um, so that's one of my favorite things I have to remind myself is to say no. And if you have a hard time saying no, um, you can always tell people when those requests come in, thanks so much for thinking of me. Let me look into that and I'll get back to you. That's a good way to give yourself like a little bit of time to process like if this makes sense or not. Um, and that's kind of in the business related context. Where else do you need to say no? I find I need to say no to a lot of um, things that feel like obligations from family and friends. So one of the things that happened to us, especially with our kids, my twins are nine, my little guy is six. We get so many birthday party invitations so many birthday party invitations, I can't even tell you. And I just finally had to look at my husband and I was like, I cannot do this. I cannot have every single weekend being taken up by children's birthday parties. So we had to make a rule for our family. We'll only do two birthday parties a month and daddy's in charge of them, which means I'm saying no to taking the children to the birthday party, buying the gift for the birthday party, confirming what the kids are interested in so that we can buy the gift for the birthday party, RSVPing, making sure our kids are ready with whatever they need because it might be a pool party or it might be a dress up party or whatever. I've outsourced that to my husband. I have said no to children's birthday parties. I hate them. I love, I mean, I love your kids. Maybe, I don't know. I really love my kids, but I don't even like throwing birthday parties for my kids. I have made them so laid back and so simple because it is just such a stressor on me. So we say no to a lot of those things. We say no to a lot of family requests, which is incredibly hard. It's so hard when my family wants us to go on vacation with them. So we are getting messages from my parents all the time. Hey, can you guys come down this weekend? Hey, we want to do this with the kids. Hey, can we do that? We get messages from my husband's family. Hey, we're going to the beach as a family this week. Can you guys come? We get messages from both of, both of us as grandparents who are still alive and they're in their 90s, which is an additional like we really want to see you. And then we feel like, oh, we should make time for this. Do you guys understand? I'm sure you do. Like this is a pressure we all have where we have all these people who want us to go do the things and be with them. And sometimes you just have to scale it back and look at your calendar and be proactive. So one of the things we told ourselves before we communicated with our family is we are committing to one kind of family vacation with each side of the family. And that's it. Because there have been summers where we not only did a whole week with my parents in a week with his parents, but we would also try to squeeze in a couple weekend trips. And then it felt like we were traveling nonstop. So we decided to say no to that and instead just go all in on the one week instead of a million like back and forth driving from Richmond to Atlanta or Richmond to the Outer Banks or Richmond to South Carolina. It was just a lot. So it's okay to say no and managing your calendar will really help you do that. Coming up with your boundaries and kind of like your family rules will help you do that. It will help you stay in alignment with what you want to do. So I hope that helps. The final tip I want to give here for how to find time this summer is to get out of your house. Get out of your house. 
I know most of you are like me. Um, I work from home like 90% of the time. Actually, up until recently, it was 100% of the time. Like this is my home office. I absolutely love it. I designed it exactly the way I wanted it. Jameson built these beautiful bookshelves, which have become kind of like my signature backdrop for all of these lives that I do. And this is where I work all the time. But in the summer months, it is very difficult for me to stay focused because even if no one walks in the room, I can hear the things going on, right? So how can you get out of the house? Find a second office. Here's my second office is a place in Richmond, Virginia called The Broad. It is a co-working space for women. I absolutely love it. It is beautiful. It is quiet. It is not so cold you need to take a blanket in order to enjoy the space. It is filled with lovely people. There's always great coffee. There's always great music. Um, and it's one of my favorite places to like go really get work done. And because everybody in that space is there with like their headsets in or they're, you know, working on stuff, I'm not getting distracted. I was worried that joining a co-working space would mean people are always talking to me. Um, but that's not actually been the case. It's been wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And for me, um, much better than like going to a coffee shop because I don't do well with like a lot of hustle and bustle around me. So I love going to the broad. If you're in Richmond, check it out. I believe they have a summer package going on right now to join, um, the co-working space. Chances are though, you're not in Richmond. So I want you to just look around your community because one thing we have seen here is there are a lot more co-working spaces available than you might realize. Um, ma most major cities have them. Even smaller cities are starting to have them. Um, they're all over the place and they are very affordable. Often you can buy a day pass or, you know, even buy a, the lowest um, membership so that you can at least have a space to go where you know you're going to have good internet and you're going to have the space to get done what you need to get done. Now, if you don't have co-working spaces in your local area, um, there were a lot of years where I would go to the library. And this, again, it might sound crazy, but our local libraries are amazing. I think they're so many people don't realize what a great resource your library is. I'm a total library lover. I love going to the library. We go like once a week, but our library has quiet rooms. They have quiet rooms where you can go and get all your work done, which is so awesome. You just pack up your laptop, head off to the library. It's free. You just reserve a room for yourself. And there might be other community spaces where that's an option for you. Another little tip for you is if you have friends who have more traditional businesses, like maybe they have an office space, um, you might find that they could offer you a desk. So this is something that I'm kind of adopting from, again, growing up with entrepreneurs. My dad always had office spaces and depending on the size of his team and how many employees he had, sometimes he'd have empty rooms. And when I was starting this business, there were plenty of times where I would go, you know, use his office and use an office in his office a lot. So you might have somebody who's got more traditional business in your network who might have a desk available or a small space available that you can escape to. Along the same lines, maybe you have a friend who is also a business owner, also an entrepreneur, and you guys could co-work together just, you know, at each other's homes or at a restaurant, at a cafe, whatever that might look like. Sometimes I've just found that during the summer hours, because family and like home can become such a distraction for me, getting out of the space really helps. So I encourage you guys to find that second home base. And that way, when you get to the day, which I promise will happen 
especially if you have children at home, you have so many people asking for you. It goes from like mom, mom to mom, 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 mom. And you've been asked for like your phone to play a game for the millionth time. You will want a place to escape to. So have that escape plan, have your second office space kind of in the back of your mind so that you know where you're going to go. It is something that just having that plan will give you a lot of relief. Okay, so I hope this is helpful. We covered five ways to make time, to make the time in your calendar this summer so that you can get those big things done, okay? So first, get clear on your goals. Again, get the mid-year review. That's going to be really helpful for you to realign yourself with your goals and get clarity on your top three goals for the summer. Um, Second, figure out what your summer hours are. You are allowed to change your working hours. You don't have to just have like an arbitrary, I work from nine to five because that's what you think you should be working because you're a small business owner. Like, no, make your own hours. If you want to get up at work at five in the morning until 10 in the morning and then call it a day, like, awesome, do that. If you want to hang out all day and then sit down at eight o'clock at night and work till midnight, cool, do that. If you want to work from eight in the morning till noon and then you're done and you can go head out to the pool, that's my game plan. And Wednesday's off are my game plan. So make your summer hours. I think that's really helpful. Make sure you articulate them to the people in your life. Tell your family, tell your team, tell your clients, hey guys, we're shifting to summer hours starting on June 15th. Here's what you need to know. That will be really, really helpful. Um, Third, do your CEO dates. Just make that time in your calendar an hour on a Monday morning. I promise you it is such a game changer. And I see all the comments coming in from people um, on Facebook right now. And they're saying, yes, this is the habit that has really shifted things for me and my business, helping me stay more focused and be more accountable to my plan. It is about learning to be accountable on your own. If you have to depend on outside sources to stay focused and accountable, it's going to be a really hard journey for you as an entrepreneur. You have to learn how to do those things yourself. And the CEO date is a tool, a strategy, a system to help you do that. Fourth, say no. It's okay to say no. Just remember, every time you're saying yes to something that's not one of your top three priorities, you're saying no to those top three priorities. So if you have things that are really causing you anxiety, they're wearing you out, making you overscheduled, it's okay to back out of things. It's okay to tell your friends no. It's okay to say to your family, no, I'm not attending every single family function this summer. Like that is all okay. And actually I encourage you to do that. Make your own rules for how much you want to do. And five, get out of the office. It's okay to get out of the office. Um, Even if you love working from home, I promise like there will be an energetic shift, getting a little woo woo, but there is an energetic shift when you have to get up, put clothes on and go outside and see real humans in the real world who aren't asking you to make them a snack. It is a game changer. So I really encourage you guys to find that second home office or that second office, that second place you can go when you need to get some things done. And that way you're not feeling resentful and stressed that home and life is distracting you. So I hope that's helpful. I would love to hear from you guys. What is the one thing you're going to take away and start implementing today to help you get the most out of the summer? And if again, you didn't catch all three of these lives I've done. They're all living on the Facebook page. They are all going out on the podcast, Uncomplicate Your Business. You'll find all the show notes on my website. This one, as soon as as soon as Jameson can get it up, because we're tag teaming pretty fast here today. Um, and final thing I wanted to mention is, 
If you know you're ready for a more support with this, if you know that you need that game plan for the summer and you want to make sure you know exactly what you should be focused on in order to achieve those specific goals you're setting for yourself in this three month sprint, I encourage you to check out the CEO retreat. May 31st, Friday, May 31st is the last day for early bird tickets. And it's the last day to guarantee that, you know, I'll be able to ship you the planning bundle, which includes the beautiful um, workbook that we've created. It's amazing. I should probably sell these on their own, but I'm not yet. Um, but it includes the workbook, it includes post-its, it includes some tools to work with, as well as a really cute t-shirt we had designed. It says CEO on it. Um, so I'm going to be sending those out first thing Monday. So make sure you get your early bird ticket by the end of the day tomorrow. So I can ship you that planning bundle and then you'll have the support you need, the systems you need and the structure you need to make sure that the summer slowdown does not impact your business. Because if the summer can throw you off course, you'll be spending the rest of the year trying to catch up and running your business from that place. Isn't much fun. So let me know what you are implementing from today's episode in the comments. I would love to hear from you. And I have a special announcement coming up. Um, let's see, coming up next week, because we are going to be announcing the new name of my next book and the new name of the show next week. So look forward to that. I will be sharing more about what is happening, why we have this new name change coming up soon. And I look forward to chatting with you then. Take care.